Do you like feeling good? Well, then you're in the right place. Welcome to Positive Thinking, the podcast created to uplift and encourage you while giving practical tools to keep Christ at the center of your life. Like a painter dips his paintbrush in vibrant colors to color a painting, you can come here to be reminded that you are redeemed, filling your world with a kaleidoscope of biblical principles. Here to bless you, welcome your host, an author, retired naval officer, CEO, and Christ follower, Mrs. Colorful Day herself, Jasmine Baker. Hello, 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 podcasters. I thought I would pop on today because I wanted to continue on and talking about uh, some things that kind of uh, begin to move in my spirit after releasing the podcast for episode 35, which talked about the sound of an abundant rain. I kind of briefly uh, talked about how I had heard the rain in my ears and it wasn't a rain that was coming from outside, but it was an actual rain that I was hearing in the spirit. And as I continue to go back and forth, talking with the Holy Spirit to kind of verify, am I hearing rain in my ears? The Lord began to speak a word to me uh, concerning his people. So um, I'm just going to continue to kind of extend on that today, although this is a new topic. But as I was continuing on in fellowshipping um, and ministering to God more information concerning uh, the word least yesterday, it just kind of builds on that today. So if I had to title my topic on today, I would title it Small Beginnings. If I had to title my topic on today, I would title it Small Beginnings. And we'll be in Zechariah 4 and 10, again, talking about small beginnings. How many of you know that some of our biggest businesses, empires that we've seen around the world today started with a small beginning? And I want to talk about that on today because it kind of goes hand in hand with what I talked about in episode 35. If you haven't listened to episode 35 and you pop in here on episode 36, um, it w- you would be doing yourself a heavy disservice not to go back and listen to episode 35 because I released a clear word concerning this particular season and what is happening in this particular hour for those believers that are living a holy lifestyle with consecrated hands, a clean heart. Those people will be blessed in this hour. And if you say, well, you know, um, does that mean if I'm not living that way, I can't be blessed? I'm here to tell you that the promises in the word of God are true to those that follow and serve him. So I'll leave that right there. And I think you can answer that question for yourself that God has an expectation of us and to have a holy and acceptable life that's reasonable service to him. So um, today, again, if I had to title today's topic, I would title it Small Beginnings. Now, yesterday, as I heard this rain coming in and I'm decreeing and declaring that you will have a rain in this particular hour, I find it awesome that the Lord would begin to speak to me today so that I could release another word concerning that rain that's coming your way. Remember, I said the rain was covered in Zechariah 10 and 1 when the Lord said, ask for the rain, ask for the rain in the spring. So he said, ask for the rain in this season, ask for the rain to come in so that you might have a lush pasture. And then on today, he begins to tell us, do not despise small beginnings. If you go to Zechariah 4 and 10, turn quickly with me to Zechariah 4 and 10. I'll give you a moment to get there. Zechariah 4 and 10. And this is how Zechariah 4 and 10 reads. It says, do not despise these small beginnings for the Lord rejoices to see the work begin. I'm going to say that one more time. Do not despise these small beginnings for the Lord rejoices to see the work begin, to see the plumb line in Zebrabel's hand for these seven lamps represent the eyes of the Lord that search all over the world. Now, 
I'm going to hinge my topic today on do not despise small beginnings. Now, you've, I'm sure that most of you guys have heard that. And for those that have, haven't heard it, you can see right now where that quote derived itself from. That's not a quote that man came up with that you might see plastered all over the internet. No, this is a quote that's coming straight out of the word of God. Zechariah 4 and 10, it says, do not despise small beginnings. And I find this very interesting because as you hear that rain that I talked about yesterday in Elijah, remember Elijah was part of the topic in episode 35. And in episode 35, without going through the whole entire episode again, I talked about 1 Kings 18 and 44. 1 Kings 18 and 44 had Elijah, the prophet, the man of God at the top of Mount Carmel. This is after he had battled the 450 prophets on Mount Carmel. And I talked a little bit about that story. He comes off of Mount Carmel. He gives King Ahab the direct order to uh, go eat. Go do whatever you need to do because the rain is on the way. Now, here, when we back up a bit in, in uh, the scriptures in 1 Kings 18 and 44, it says that Elijah saw a cloud like a small hand um, coming from basically out of, a, out of a cloud. So what's interesting about this particular scripture is that the man of God had been praying with his head between his legs for a period of time, you know, and his servant is there with him, of course, and his servant is going back and forth as the man of God is steadily pressing in on the promises of God. Remember yesterday's um, first point was to understand the promises of God. And today the point is still the same as I teach this small beginnings that ties into yesterday is the first point is we must first understand what the promise of God says. And I've already kind of backtracked and said the promises of God um, are yes and amen, meaning that this is what it's going to be, whether you get yourself in position to receive it or not. You're not going to stop God from being God, you know, because a lot of the times when the promises don't happen, a lot of it is sometimes we're not cooperating with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is here, hello, to lead and guide us into all truth. He has a set of uh, and a set of orders and instructions that we must follow in order to tap into the promises of God. You don't just get to get the promises of God because you're a child of God. Now you have access to the promises of God because you're a child of God, but to pull those promises down as a child of God, there's an expectation and a lifestyle that we must live in order to pull down those promises um, of God. So I want to make sure that I clear that up, that you're a child of God and you have access to the promises of God, but having access and utilizing that access is two different things because there's a lot of people that call themselves children of God and they continue to walk in a circle over and over and over again. Again, hello, 40 years in the wilderness. They, they're just steadily wandering, what? Aimlessly, wandering aimlessly because there's a process and a set of instruction that, instructions that must be done for you to be able to pull down the things that God has for you. Doesn't mean that he doesn't have them for you because you can't uh, pull them down and access them. Sometimes we perish because of lack of knowledge, the ignorance of the word of God, the procedures necessary and the things you must do, the steps that God has in place for you to be able to walk into something. The word of God is very clear when it says to us that we plan, but the Lord orders the steps. The steps of a righteous man are ordered by who? By God. So our people, we can plan all day long, but we have to also submit our mind, will, and emotions to God so that he might order our steps. We can't be so glued to the plan that we miss God trying to tell God what we think should do, what, he, what we think he should do, or how we think he should line something up so that we can be blessed. But point number one on my topic today was to understand what the promises says. Now, we're talking about small beginnings here. And I find it very interesting because in First Kings, verse 18 and 44, it explicitly says what the man of God, Elijah, was doing. Now, Elijah is there. Elijah had been praying. Matter of fact, he, had, he was praying to the point that his servant was going back and forth to verify if the promise of God had took him fruition here in the earthly realm. Because we already know if the promises of God are yes and amen, that means that that promise has already been settled in heaven. Hello, the promise is already settled in heaven. You just have to be able to be where you need to be so that 
that that promise will come into fruition on the earth. And, and again, yesterday, I kind of talked a little bit about how promises, because they're yes and amen, and God is God, regardless of you being able to have yourself where you need to be to access the promise. Um, we still have to make sure that as we study to show ourselves approved, that we give the Holy Spirit access to be able to access by submitting to the Holy Spirit so that he can lead and guide us into all truth. That truth is that truth, which is that promise, because that promise is true. It's crucial that we tap into the personhood of the Holy Spirit, surrender. And you hear me say this all the time, your intellect, because our intellect gets us in trouble. We have so much information that's coming in with us all day. We're inundated with information. We have the internet, we have Instagram, we have Snapchat, we have, uh, LinkedIn, we have anything you could think of that pumps information into us. And sometimes when all this information is pumping into us, we start finding ourselves inadvertently following man instead of following God. And yes, I said it, following man instead of following God. And that could be, that could come in all different types of forms. You say, prophet, what do you mean? What I mean is you could be reading 15, 16 self-help books to try to fix the situation in your marriage in your in your life at work, whatever the case may be. And God is saying, wait a minute, you have went to man for all this help and not once have you decided to blow the dust off your Bible, crack it open and see what I said about marriage, to see what my perspective is about this situation in your life. It is so crucial as you tap into this new title that I'm giving you, Small Beginnings, that you allow God to take the throne of your heart, that you don't allow uh, information, people, places, things to be in a place that God needs to be in your heart because he, through that ability to be in the in throne of your heart, he's going to be able to tap in, allow you to tap into what you need to do to be able to make sure that the promises of God are uh, blossoming and flowing in your life. Now, the man of God, Elijah, is stand, was sitting here with his head between his legs and he's praying. He's praying a promise of God through the promise that he had already given in First Kings verse 18. And one, he was sent by the Lord to King Ahab during the drought in the third year to tell King Ahab to guess what? I'm going to send the rain soon. And I want to really talk about that. He says soon, which means soon. He didn't say I'm going to send the rain now. He said, I'm going to send the rain soon. So that's an indicator to me that there are some things that may happen in the in-between, which I talked about in podcast number 35, the things that happen in the in-between before you actually see the rain come to fruition here on the earth. Because again, I said that the answer, when God said it, it was already settled, but that thing has to come into play here on the, on the earth. Think of it like a journey. As you walking on the journey, it might be five or six miles forward that you're going to actually walk into the promise. And you, and if it's four or, or six miles forward of you, you have to continue to walk and walk until you get to that promise. Doesn't it, it you just because you want the promise to happen now? four miles earlier don't mean that it's going to happen. You may have declared it now, decreed it now, but God says, okay, he knows the perfect place and time where this thing, this thing needs to happen so that you can get all that he has for you in this particular hour. Now with the man of God, he's praying. He has his hand, his head between his legs. This is Elijah and Elijah is praying. And it says his servant went seven times. He goes back to look for the promise as Isaiah. I mean, Elijah is praying the promise through. Again, we're talking about uh, prophet Elijah. Elijah is praying this promise through and praying this promise through. His servant is coming back and forth. And it says he comes back and forth seven times. So each time he's coming back, he's saying, look, I, I you know, I, I basically don't see any rain. You said it was going to be rain, but I don't see any rain. And, and the Elijah continues to pray. What does he do? He continues to pull on the God pulling down. He's continuing to petition God through fervent prayer saying, God, this is your word. This is not my word. You have to make this come to pass. You told me to tell him that it's going to rain soon. I'm coming to you now and, and, and saying, Lord, send the rain and, and all his humility with his head down. Lord, please send the rain. Lord, allow your promises to come to fruition so man can see it. Not so that I can be right as the prophet. Hello. Not so that you can be right. Not so that you can take the credit, not so that you can steal God's glory. But this promise needs to come to pass because you said it. And you said, if I come to you and ask that you would send rain, 
in the land and we would have lush pastures. So Elijah is not asking God something that's above and beyond him. He's only asking God what God has already said to him. So he's only speaking the word of God to God. Hello. How many of you know that you can speak the word of God to God and God is going to come back and he has to do what he said he was going to do because his word will not return void. That's what it said. His word will not return void. It will do when it's sent out. It's going to do what it's set out to do. And this is what I love so much about this particular scripture and this title today about small beginnings, because as we heard the rain coming down and as I'm thanking God, even now for the abundance of rain coming in your life, even now in this particular season, doesn't matter how it looks, doesn't matter that it may not have gone the right way before. I told you when Elijah was sent to Ahab. There had been a drought in the land, a drought in the land, meaning that the circumstances wasn't operating according to what he would have desired them to operate, meaning that normally you would you don't I wouldn't want to live in a place that it's dry and that it's a drought in the land. I want to be in a place where it's flowing with milk and honey, where the where the grass is lush, where the the, thing, the fruits are growing off the trees. And in order for that to happen, you hello, you need to have water. But if there's a drought, that means there's a lack of something, and they're in a place of lack. And I could imagine after three years of lack, because some of us are complaining after the two years we've been in this situation here on the earth that we're in right now right? We're complaining about that. We're complaining that, oh my gosh, things aren't going to go right. I mean, like we are to pieces about it. When they were in a, a serious drought where animals had died, they lost their economic value. So you can take that and throw that over what's going on today. The, the economic system is not where it used to be. It's not producing what you thought it would produce from man's perspective, and that's another another thing that I talked about in the last podcast, that, that you're in the world, but not of the world. And if you're in the world and not of the world, you need to understand what the world that you're in, what the rules and the regulations and the promises that God has for you. Because as a child of God and of royal priesthood, you get French benefits. Look at your neighbor and say French benefits. And if you don't have a neighbor, look at yourself in the mirror and say fringe benefits. Fringe benefits are the extra things that you get because you're a special person. You're a child of the king. So you get to tap into all those extra things that other people don't get to get. How many of you know that it says that the, the, the God's children don't go begging for bread, period? That the, the wicked people cannot get the promises of the children of God, because there's an expectation that God has for us to do, to be able to have access to that, to be able to pull that thing down. Now, Elijah was praying, his servant goes back and forth and back and forth. And now we're on the seventh time when the servant comes back. And it says on the seventh time, which is super awesome. And I want to just straight up and read this from the word of God. First Kings, we are in first Kings. 18 and 44. First Kings 18 and 44. And I'm going back a little bit into what I talked about yesterday, but I'm actually building for you. I'm building for you so you can understand exactly what's going to happen as the rain comes in. God's going to bring the lush. He's going to bring a lush pastor. That means he's going to bless you with something, something that you've asked him for, some desire, some something that only you and him know about. God's going to say, look, I'm going to rain in that particular area of your life. He's going to allow it to come to fruition, but you need to understand that everything is a what is a process and that you should not despise small beginnings because sometimes God will show us a vision of something and he shows us a part in the vision because he's outside of time. You got to get this now, get this now, catch this. He's outside of time. You're, you're talking with an eternal God. When we get the privilege that when God is speaking to us, he is speaking to you from an eternal vantage point. That means he's outside of time. And I know that I'm right because he's the beginning and the end. How can you be the beginning and the end? How can I be down the street and up the street at the same time? See, he's outside of that. When he's outside of that, he can see the beginning and the end. He can, he's the author and the finisher of our faith. That's when that thing starts to, you start to understand it and it can become an anchor in your life. Now, if he's standing outside of time, and he's saying, all right, I'm sending rain to bless you in this particular area. And it's going to be a lush pasture. The process is to start small, right? 
That's why he says, do not despise small beginnings. See, he may have showed you, I'll give you a perfect example. He may have showed you standing on center stage, speaking to nations, uh, a huge stadium or something like that. I'll paint the picture for you so it's very clear for you. You're standing in a stadium and that's the vision God told you. And he said that you're going to speak to nations. But he showed you something inside of a revelation and you don't know at what point in time that is. You just know that he lets you have a snapshot of a particular dream that he has uh, laid out for you. However, he didn't give you all the details, A, B, C, D, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, N, O, P, all those things in the middle, the in-between that have to happen to get to that particular point in the revelation. Hello, I'm teaching now to get to that particular point in the revelation. So we have to understand what the word of God says. It says to do not despise small beginnings. Now, I'm not saying that he's not going to stop one day and he God doesn't have power to allow that vision to place you on stage and you walk out your door one day. And next thing you know, you get a, a special invite and you're on stages preaching to millions and thousands of people. I'm not saying that he can't do that. God can do whatever it is that he desired to do. But what I'm telling you is today, what I'm teaching on in this particular revelation that God is giving me, I'm telling you what I'm hearing in the spirit right now, that he's saying, do not despise small beginnings. So if you're a person that feels that that's not, it's not going to happen for me. I'm not starting small. I'm starting big. Then I'm not speaking to you. You're, you're not here to hear. You're not here to hear what the prophet has to say. I'm not a prophet to you right now. I'm speaking to those who can receive what I'm saying. How many of you know that everyone's not going to receive you? I'm not here to push the word of God on anybody. I'm only here to uh, bring you clarity and a revelation of the word of God and to confirm what he's already told you in your spirit. I'm not telling you nothing new. I'm telling you what he's already confirmed in your spirit because a prophet speaks faith, hope, and love. I come to confirm those things that God has already told you, whether it be good, whether it be challenging for you to accept, that's what I'm here to do. And what I'm here to tell you on today is the Lord is saying, do not despise small beginnings. Now in 1 Kings 18, Verse 44, this is what it says. It's a beautiful read. When you get a time, you need to read this. It says, finally, the seventh time, finally, the seventh time. When I hear the word finally, that means there was a weight in there. That means that we had to go to the first time, the second time, the third time, the fourth time. And as you keep going back, you have to keep pushing yourself more and more because you're telling yourself, Lord, this is your promise. You have to do this. And on the seventh time, it says his servant told him, I saw a little cloud. Get that. I saw a little cloud about the size of a hand rising from the sea. So that's a small beginning. Now, he, remember, when Elijah went to Ahab, he told Ahab, the Lord said that he's going to send the rain soon. He's now praying this promise through as he's praying the promise through. The promise doesn't show up in a huge uh, storm and rain coming everywhere. The promise showed up small. You need to get that on today because I felt a stirring in my spirit even while I was at church and my pastor is ministering to me and God is steadily ministering to me while my pastor is ministering to me. So I'm trying, I'm taking it in on both ends and being blessed in the abundance of God. So I felt the need as God was stirring me and he's like, you need to get this out today. You need to tell them so that they understand the revelation that they got from you yesterday that you heard the rain, which was correct in your inner ears and that I'm sending a rain for those that are under my voice. You are going to receive a rain. Yes, I said it. I decree it. I declare that you will see a rain come forth in your life. That's going to cause your pasture to be lush. It is up to you to do your part. Believe what the prophet says. Believe in the word of God to continue to pray the promise through. I'm praying on this end for you, but you have to begin to pull on God for yourself. How many of you know that in this season, we no longer need a middleman. We no longer need someone to do some interpretation for us. You need to have your own godly experience for yourself. When you have your own godly experience for yourself, it is only then that you will start to develop a deeper relationship with God. You see, there comes a point in time 
No different than a child that you're growing up. You have this baby and this baby is um, along this mother and this mother is constantly feeding it. Let's say the baby's being breastfed, you know, and there's constantly being fed. And then at some point in time, the baby gets what? Weaned off of that. And you have to come to this place where that baby has to begin to eat on its own. That baby begins to say, you know what? I'm hungry. And the baby continues to grow all the way to a point that uh, when the child becomes uh, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten years old, they're not going to their mother for something that they know that they can go get for themselves. Hello. They go and open up the refrigerator for themselves. Some of us have children that continue to open up the refrigerator and they just continue to look in. How many of you have one of those children? I used to have kids like that. When my kids were little, they're much older now. They would just keep going in the refrigerator and they just keep opening. They sit there letting all the air out. Everything's like unthawed and they just looking in the refrigerator constantly. I'm talking about kids like that. They get to this place. That child has gotten to a place that they have the hunger pain signaling them to eat. They don't go to their mother and say, okay, feed me. Most children will get to a point in their lives where they'll begin to go in there and begin to feed on it for themselves. And that is what I'm talking about. And I'm decreeing and declaring in your, in your life in this hour that you will feed on the word of God through your five senses so that you can immerse yourself in the scripture, so that you can immerse yourself in him because the scriptures are God. The, come on now. It says the Lord was the walking uh word of God. Jesus Christ was the walking word of God. The scriptures, the logos. I said that yesterday, walking here up on the earth uh, around us. The, this word is living. We must immerse ourselves in it and God will continue and he'll begin to bless you. But as I said, it came up in first Kings 18 and 44. It said it was a small, it was like a small hand. It, it was like a small hand. That's how it started out. It says seven times Elijah told him to go and look. And seven times he went. Finally, the seventh time his servant told him, I saw a little cloud about the size of a hand rising from the sea. So God started out as a small, a small cloud. And then what ends up happening as you continue to watch this uh, story progress itself? I find it very awesome because you got to see how it started as a, a small beginning, a small beginning to the point that you had to pray it through. Actually, it started as a, a promise. And then he, um, the man of God begins to speak and decree the promise to Ahab. And then he goes and as far as to pray this promise through. And as he's praying this promise through, it's like having a baby. He's pushing this promise out and pushing this promise out and pushing this promise out through prayer. And as he begins to press this prayer point, that's what I call it, a prayer point. He's pressing on this point in God and pressing on this point in God as he's praying through on the seventh time, God says, you know what, son, here you go. And it starts out as a small hand. It says the size of a small hand. And as you progress down into the scriptures, and if you jump clearly down uh, after verse 44, it says, then Elijah shouted, Hurry to Ahab and tell him, climb into your chariot and go back home. If you don't hurry, the rain will stop you. Get that. Get that. The small cloud has now is getting ready to turn into a massive rain. And I came on today and that's why I was so excited because that small little rain that I heard in my ears, the sound of rain coming your way to give you a lush pasture is getting ready to overtake you. You need to get in position. It says he told Ahab, you need to hurry up. If you don't hurry up, this rain is getting ready to get on you. How many of you know I could use some rain in my life on today? How many of you know that you could use some rain in your life on today? I could use a lush pasture. I don't mind. I've been waiting. I've been sowing. God says that thou, those who uh, sow will reap. And if you know you uh, have sown a good harvest unto God, a good harvest, that God's going to allow you to reap and reap that so much more abundantly. Now, I'm excited. Now, let's, let's make sure that we hit our points on today because I didn't want to keep you long like I kept you on podcast number 35. But this podcast is saying that that rain that God is sending your way is going to produce a small beginning. And the thing about a small beginning is you have to ask God to give you. And matter of fact, I decree and declare that you will be able to see 
through the small beginning to the other side because the man of God saw through faith that this small rain that you're seeing, his servant saw a small hand. And when Elijah saw the small hand, Elijah wasn't all uh, predicated and hung up on this small hand. He was hung up on the rain that was coming behind the small hand. And that's what I need for you to get on today. Even though it looks small, that thing is going to be so big. There's so much following this small little rain that you think, oh, this is not a big deal. Oh, I just, they asked me to do this one little thing. And God is saying, do not despise small beginnings. And, and I want to I want to make sure I say this, too, because I'm hearing it in the spirit it, in the scripture in Zechariah four and ten. It's important. The Lord wants me to tell you that it's important that you, when he says do not despise small beginnings. The reason why, if you finish reading that scripture, it says the Lord rejoices to see the work begin. See, he rejoices to see the work begin. When you read that, he this small beginning is so awesome to God because he's saying, oh my gosh, it took faith and all these things for you to start this small beginning. And I'm so happy that you believed me and started the work because it is God who gives the increase. How many of you know it's God that gives the increase? You don't give the increase. You don't give yourself success. I know you did a lot of studying. I know that you got parents that may have helped you out, cousins, people in high places. But I'm here to tell you on today, and I hate to bust your bubble, but guess what? It is God who gives success. That's not me making that up. That's the word of God. It is God who gives success. And I'm very, very cautious of that. Any success that man deems a success that I've walked into anything. I know any blessing. It is God who allowed it to happen because without God, I can do nothing. You have to get yourself to a place that you understand no matter how much power God allows you to produce, no matter how much information he allows you to cycle out, no matter how awesome you can pray, no matter how awesome you can preach, teach, no matter how awesome you do at your day-to-day -day job, you might be an expert in it. You might be the best mother uh, since sliced bread, since Betty Crocker. I'm telling you, you cannot be none of those things without God first saying yes. Yes, meaning yes, you will be successful at this. Yes, I bless you in this area. You have to catch hold of that. If you don't catch hold of that, that is how we get pulled away by pride. We start thinking we did something to deserve it. We start thinking that if I had not went to school for that, or if my mom had not been a good mother to me and taught me how to do that, then I wouldn't be this mother I am today. Hello, uh, that would make no sense because God reigns over the just and the unjust. What about the mother who didn't have a great mom and she still became a great mother? Hello. The reason why is because it is God who gives success and is crucial. And I'm going to hit this point home like never before. Then when you read Zechariah 4 and 10 and it says, do not despise small beginnings. It's crucial that you understand that the Lord rejoices to see the work begin. See, when the work first begins, it's always small. It's always small. It starts small, then it begins to, I won't say always, but sometimes it can be small because I don't want, uh, for those that are very critical in words, I have to be very cautious when I, I teach. I try to be mindful of that. The word of God says those should not ask to, to teach because, you know, we are going to be beat with many stripes. So I'm very cautious if I've made a mistake, I'll go back and correct it or just try to provide as much clarity when I'm teaching to you because I don't want you to err. I want you to get the word of God in you like never before. Now, the word of God is saying that he says he rejoices when we start the work. And when we start the work, I'm talking about the work and the word that I'm particularly speaking right now that starts out small. The reason he rejoices when he sees the work started, that you believed in this promise. And now uh, people like the Elijah spirits are praying it through and it starts small is because he knows what's on the other side. See, there's always something to follow that thing. I, I like it to think of it like a ball of yarn. It shows up, but then I'm beginning to roll that thing out. It's, it's leading all into all other places. God is good. So I, I, I say that to you on today to begin to pray. Prayer, pray it through a prayer point, pray it through and see past the cloud to the downpouring. I catch that Elijah saw past the cloud to the downpouring. 
see past the cloud to the downpouring. I'm going to say that one more time because remember his servant came back seven times. When it first appeared, it was a small cloud. Elijah saw past the cloud to the downpouring. And that's what I came to tell you today why I said I have to release this podcast back to back with podcast 35 and release podcast 36 because God is saying you heard the rain daughter. And you decree that to the people, but you need to go back and tell them to see past the, 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 that rain, that small cloud that brought that, that, that small rain you heard, because I'm getting ready to bring a downpouring in your life. To, and, 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 and it should have dawned on me yesterday in order for something to be lush, God will have had to let the rain, what? Saturate the land. God's getting ready to overtake you in a place of your life. I don't know what that place may be. It might be in your studies. It might be at your job. It might be in your relationship, uh, just jumping in on the deep end with God. And he just totally just bathes you all in the word. I don't know what it is. It might be in your marriage. It might be with your kids. It might be in, um, putting out some type of online course, a book. It might be college. You wanted to go back, but whatever it is that you was petitioning God for, and if it lines up with a promise of God, you better believe that in this particular season, if you position yourself and you understand that I need to pray this thing through and I need to continue to petition God, no matter what happens on the in-between, that I need to continue to be humble and remain solid in what God has said, telling God his word and explaining and taking the, the throne boldly, telling God you have to act on your on this word because this is your word and your word cannot return void. God's going to do what he said he was going to do because he's not a man that he should lie or the son of man that he would have to repent. He has to act on his word. It's his word. If he doesn't act on his word, then he wouldn't be God. This is why I love God and I have such an assurance in God and why he's my anchor and he just holds me in place and I'm not going to be a ship without a sail tossed to and fro in this season that I'll be anchored that I'll be upright always abounding in him and so will you be in this particular hour because you serve a mighty and a holy God you serve a God that's high and lifted up on a thousand hills he's a good God he's a loving God he's an awesome father he wants to come in in this hour and he says that he needs you to see past the cloud to the downpouring. See past your situation. See past your small beginning. God's going to do a downpouring like never before. Remember when I came on in podcast 35, I said, Lord, I need you to do it like never before. I'm decreeing, declaring that God's going to come in with this new pattern over your life and he's going to bless you like never before. And when I say never before, it's not going to be something that someone could come in and take the credit for. It's not going to be, it's not going to be done the way it should have been done. How many of you know, I told you, you got French benefits. And when you have French benefits, that means that things have to conform to you. You come in and you set the atmosphere. You can say, you know what? I know that the rules say that the uh, college application has to be in at this time, but they're going to extend the deadline for you. How many of them know they're going to find the money for the scholarship for you? They're going to tell you that at first it's going to look like things are dried up because there is a drought in the land. But how many of you know, if you say, you know, Lord, you told me to do this and you wouldn't call me to something that you didn't qualify me for, you got a whole God accountable for his words. Speak his word to him, decree and declare and see won't it come to pass. In this particular season, I'm so excited on today because I mean, when you've been laboring, those that have been laboring, laboring is hard work. Harvesting is hard work. Harvesting is the hardest part of the whole job, pulling it in, separating things, just doing all this work. And when God says, you know what, sit back and see the mighty move of God. Sit back and the promise that I told you, the prayer point that you prayed through and you kept pressing on is now coming to pass. You sit back and I want you to enjoy it. I want you to sit back and reflect on me. I want you to sit back and hide in the cleft of the rock and see how I'm blessing the way that I told you initially that I was going to bless. Sit back and see past the cloud to the downpouring. God's getting ready to do such a downpouring in your life. You're going to bring people to Christ simply because of the fact they're going to try to figure out how did you get blessed when this shouldn't even happen this way? How did you get blessed when you decided to stop working in the middle of a, a, a situation that we're going through right now in the economy? 
How did you get blessed? How did you send all your kids to college despite of? How did your church remain open and continue to be abundant and overflow? How did you do it? See, it's during these times when God uses those blessings that we don't get it confused that he gave us the success that we can allow our testimony to begin to overtake the people. We can tell them that, no, it wasn't me. God told me to do it. I did it. His promises said that he's not going to let me go begging bread. His promises said that he's going to fulfill my needs and my desires and he did it he was the man that he said he would be in my life how many of you know that god is faithful god is not a man that he should lie or the son of man that he would have to repent you can count on god's word furthermore you can count on god's reputation god's reputation is flawless and i don't know too many people who don't have a flawless reputation see i'll put my own self out there i have ways this uh, that i look back that i'm flawed even now i'm just i'm flawed in that area and i'm actually God, work on that. Strengthen me in that area. I had an attitude today. What happened to me? Help me out. God is not like that. He reigns over the just and the unjust. How many of you know when the sun comes up every day, it comes over the righteous and the unrighteous. God remains our common denominator. He keeps his thermometer set equally for everybody. God is just that good. He don't say, you know what, just because you're a Christian, I'm going to let the sun come up over you, but I'm not going to let the sun come up over this uh, pimp prostitute or somebody going in the opposite direction of God. He says, I'm going to let the, the uh, sun come up over everybody. I'm going to give everybody an opportunity to enter in to the uh, awesomeness of the Lord. He said that he would have the no man should perish. That's the God we serve. He came here to save a dying world. The word of God says he gave his only begotten son so that we would have life and that much more abundantly. He gave his son for the world. That's you and me. When we was in the world, he gave his son for us. And I thank God for that, for seeing past my situation and, and being able to, to bless me in this particular hour. But I, I said, I wanted you to catch the revelation on today, how God rejoices in small beginnings, because God looks at it from the perspective of that. At least you started the work. The work can now begin. I can now give you an increase. I just need you to recognize who I am. I just need you to submit to me and let me give you the increase. Just submit to me. Just do what I need you to do. I don't need you to add your little extra 15 cents in it. I don't need you to add what your cousins told you, what your brother told you and all your excess experiences. I need for you to trust me, submit to me and see the mighty move of God. This is why I'm excited in this particular hour. Because he wants us to sit back and watch him move in such a mighty way and just to submit to him in this hour and be available to him, be available so that he can take an ordinary person and do an extraordinary thing. I ain't done yet. I, I, I've only begun to uh, give you what the word of God says. It, 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 and my next point was point two. It, it, we often wonder that when this small beginning starts, we say, you know, Lord, why is it? Why is it taking so long? You know, I've been trying to run this little small business for a long time. I've been running this ministry like this for a long time. Everybody keeps professing over me the promises of God that this is going to grow huge into a national this and that I was supposed to go out and, and do more. When it When is that going to come, Lord? When is that going to come? I'm here to tell you that we know from looking at the template of Elijah having to go battle 450 prophets on Mount Carmel and kill the prophets, then come back and pray the prayer through that things aren't going to be easy. The, the thing Things that happen on the in-between is there to happen to build your character. How many of you know that sometimes your gifts can land you among great men, but your character can cause you to error? And God is saying, not in this particular hour daughter, son, I'm going to take the time in this small beginning to build you so that when you land yourself among men, because it says your gifts will make way for you. That's not Jasmine speaking. That's the word of God. It says your gift will make way for you. And when your gift makes way for you, it puts you among, around mighty men. So now you're sitting around these mighty men and your character will begin to line up. You won't have those character flaws. And you know what I mean? You find yourself somewhere and you don't understand the rules and the etiquette of the place. And here you go asking for some old crazy stuff because you, your character has not yet caught up with everything or someone trusts you with a big position. And here you go. You can't never uh, do what they ask you to do. You always doing your own thing. They gave you their platform to stand on. And here you go trying to uh, teach it the way you want instead of what they ask you to do. See, that's character flaws.
That's character flaws. Every man must submit to some type of authority. All authority is in place by God. And if God puts you there and you're serving him, you're going to do what's good for him by serving the Lord that's in the person that's in you by what? Submitting. Submitting to what they want you to do. You'll get that God is saying, despise not small beginnings. You're going to get your time. You're going to get your time to stand among great men. I'm right now dealing with your character. And sometimes we have to wait and we stay at a small beginning because God is building our character. So it helps us to stay grounded where he allows our efforts to be a huge success. And at the same time, understanding that small is not how big something is does not matter to God. Some people that have something small, God is more pleased with them than a person he gave that has something big. Hello. I know that can happen. I know that can happen because God doesn't look at the numbers. He could care less about the numbers. You say, well, why would you say that? I would say that because look at David when David took the census. God, could, he didn't care about the numbers. What are you taking the census for? The minute you take the census, you're going to start to depend on those numbers. You're going to start feeling like there's power in the numbers. Oh, y'all know what I'm talking about. How you posted a picture and you are trying to figure out why you didn't get so many likes, like such and such got five likes when she posted the picture that way, or he posted the picture of his church and they got 500 and thousand viewers listening to their YouTube. We only get 25 viewers a week to listen to our YouTube. I'm here to tell you that you need to be happy that God is pleased with your work. You need to be happy and know that God is the person that you're pleasing. You don't need to be out here trying to get the people's choice award. You should be trying to get God's choice. We want to be God's man. We don't want to be the people's choice. Come on now. I'm not here to please the people. I'm here to please God. And when I please God, God will take care of the people that he said it he will give the increase and that's point number two is the character building now point number one is to understand what the promise says and as we begin to teach this small beginnings we understood what the promise said because i took you back to zechariah 10 and 1 what god said about the rain so then uh point number two was character building must happen during the small beginning so that small beginnings everything on the in between he's building your character so that your character will grant be grounded you need a grounded character so that when he gives you a bunch of stuff that you not pulled off with the pride of life and the lust of the eye all that stuff that the enemy uses as a ploy to as a carrot to pull us away from christ because that's what he does he gives us a carrot and then he starts pulling you starts pulling you away slowly and then before you know it, you look back and you didn't found yourself completely out of the will of God. How many of you know when we land outside the will of God, it's not sometimes it's not just an instant thing, sometimes it's a carrot that creeps you out from a, a situation in a slow process. And God is saying, No, not in this season. I am building your character, and your character is going to keep you grounded in and above everything. Now, point number three was see past the small beginning to the outpour. And, and, and that's my last point on today, to see past the small beginning to the outpour. See past the small beginning to the outpour. God's going to outpour. That small beginning, that, that rain I heard yesterday, God is saying, see past that. See past that. I, yeah, I told you that. And then the, the word is true. That's what it is. But I'm taking you a step further now. It's like, think about this as going up a staircase. Step number one was you saw and you believe this promise. And, and he's saying, okay, now there's something on the other side of this, this small beginning. There's an outpour. And I need you to keep walking with me to get to it. That's that's the next step. See, and then before you know it, as you walking up these steps, you're going to look back and say, wow, I've come so far in Christ. That's why you have the mothers of the church who sit and say, you know, what? wow, if it had not been for God and all he's done for me, my soul cries out. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me because they can talk and sit there and look over their lives. I, I used to always see when I was growing up as a little girl, they would say, as I look, they say a testimony, as I look back over my life. That's the first thing the mothers or the fathers of the church would say, as I look back over my life, I know if it had not been for God who was on my side, where would I 
be. And that's where you're going to be. You're going to be so grounded in your character. When God sends the outpouring in the lush in your life, you're not going to be tossed to and fro. You're not going to forget that. You know what? I must pray. I must seek God. You're not going to let him become second in your life. He's not going to be looking back, talking about you abandoned your first love. You're going to walk this thing out and you're going to walk it out right in this season. How many of you know that God is pouring out his anointing like never before on us? And all we have to do is have our arms out stretched and God will begin to renew our minds, renew our spirits and pour into us like never before so that we can begin to accomplish those things that God has set us to do in this particular time. Oh God, I praise you on today. And again, and I'm getting ready to wrap up. So my first point, we did three points on today. The title of the topic was small beginnings. The scriptures that we came out of was Zechariah 4 and 10. And we went back and kind of uh, cultivated more from First Kings 18 verses 44. And we, we did a few other verses in there as well to kind to, to build the backdrop to this thing as God moves us through this revelation that he gave us, us of the rain that's coming your way to produce this pasture. And, and as he produces this, it's going to start out small. And he gives you a comparison that uh, uh, with uh, First Kings King, First Kings verse uh, chapter 18, verse 44, he, he gives us this comparison of a small cloud that a cloud that's like a small hand. And, and that's letting us know that this small beginning starts out. But how many of you know that later on in the scripture, uh, Elijah tells him, hey, you need to hurry up and get to where you need to be because there's an outpouring coming. And I'm saying that the Lord is, is saying that he's rejoicing over you starting small because he's not a man thinking that big is always better. Just give it a start. And he said, see past that and, and to the downpouring that I'm getting ready to do in your life. And I'm ending. Oh, gracious heavenly father, Lord, I just praise you on today for this awesome word of God. I thank you, God, for your rimmer word that you endowed me with in this particular hour. God, I surrender myself to you. Allow the word to take root in your people's spirits, God, on today. Allow me to continue to inscribe your word on the people's heart that they might not sin against you, God, like your servant, David, God. We desire, God, to be the apple of your eye in this particular hour, Lord. I thank you for your word. I thank you for each and every promise that that you've allowed to come to fruition in my life, God. Allow us not to hit our foot against the stone in this hour, God. Allow us to, to submit to you, God, and to come to you humbly, God. Clean our hearts, clean our hands even now, God. Wash us with his of God. In the name of Jesus, as we continue to work throughout the week, God, and, and, and tap into you. Don't allow us to miss our appointments, God, that you've set along the path that we might be the only Bible that they see in this particular hour. God, use us. Use us even now, God, and I decree and declare of your people that they will be blessed in this hour. I decree and declare that they will lay down in a perfect peace, God. I decree and declare that they will begin to anchor themselves in the word of God. We ask all these things in our darling son, Jesus Christ's name. And I am so glad for all the listeners who decided to come back on to listen to this podcast, which is podcast 36. If you have not listened to 35, you must go back to listen to 35 and then come right in to listen to 36 and you will understand and get the full revelation of what God has given me in this particular hour. Now, I don't know what else he's going to give me if he gives me something else to this revelation. God can do what he wants to do. I'm at his service. It's his, it's his agenda. It's his meeting. He does what he wants to do. But I'm telling you what he's already given us. He said that the rain is coming. And if we just start with a small beginning, he'll do the rest. And if we could continue to pray it through like Elijah did through his prayer point, he continued to pray and petition God on the seventh time he saw a cloud that looked like a small hand that eventually brought the outpouring that was needed in his life that God had already said was going to happen during the season of the drought. So I thank you on today for listening. And until next time, I want you guys to be blessed, be blessed and be blessed. Thank you for listening. We're so glad you joined us on today's episode of Positive Thinking with Mrs. Colorful Day herself, Jasmine Baker. We know you are blessed today, and we'd love to hear about it. Connect with us on social media at Positive Thinking Podcast. If you'd like to know more about Mrs. Colorful Day and our message at Positive Thinking, go to MrsColorfulDay.com. Don't forget to 